Wow, that's hot. <laughs> Welcome to John Graves Kayak Fishing here on Anchor FM. I just uh, made me some Folgers coffee. Just, uh, I don't have the jet boil, which I usually use. My uh, Four Seasons canister of gas is uh, out of gas. So I had to uh, resort to the good old uh, Coleman uh, fuel stove, single burner. And uh, on top of that bad boy, I put a, a tea kettle and within just a couple minutes, it was whistling and calling my name. But when it's whistling hot, that's hot. So be careful, those very first few sips of coffee, this is not sponsored by Folgers, but probably should be. You ever noticed when you take those um, little caps like uh, to-go cups that have the little sip holes? That increases the temperature about 10 degrees, literally. It is scalding hot when it comes out of that, so be very careful. I've got a, uh, I've got a cigar right here, one I've had for a long, long time. I don't even know how to properly smoke cigars, to be honest with you, but a uh, big shout-out goes out to Bert. Good house and good luck this weekend, buddy, down at Lake Chickamauga. At the, I, I'm not unfortunately able to make the Lake Chickamauga. It's it's just going to be a big event down there. Um, I, I love that lake. Uh, it it's literally for being an out of town, out of state lake. It is my hometown lake. That's for sure. I have grandchildren down there in Cleveland, Tennessee, which is just about 20 two minutes away from Grasshopper Creek campground and launch. So if you want to launch right there, it's five bucks to launch at Grasshopper uh, Creek. And it is a great, they have camping uh, and it's clean. The, uh, the, the toilet is absolutely clean. It's not up to date to today's standards and brand new. It's not, uh, uh, Lake Gunnersville, brand new. That's for sure. They had that tornado go through there and just rip everything to bejesus. So everything was brand new when we went to Gunnersville for the Hobie Bass Open Series. But um, it's clean, and they're very friendly. So $5, and they uh, will watch your stuff for you as far as, you know, the nobody's going to be pulling any shenanigans there at the uh, ramp. And that is a problem down in Lake Chickamauga for some reason. It seems like on all of the Lake Chickamauga reports, there's always some ramp being busted into and stuff like that. So, uh, But this is a very safe place. And it's right in the middle of Lake Chickamauga. So you have a lot of opportunity there. So if you go to the Grasshopper Creek, tell them Johnny sent you. I'm going to be missing that one. And uh, I don't... Uh, that's got to be a tough one to miss. But finances just didn't quite uh, lead up to what they uh, needed to be for that one. I'm uh, a Lyft driver, as you know. And uh, I picked up an Audi. And to work on an Audi takes a lot. And so it's getting some servicing done. But uh, that's kind of where my tournament money went. But that's okay. Speaking of tournaments, we did have a fun one this past weekend. Um, it was the Buddy Bass Tournament, sponsored by Buckeye um, Kayak, uh, the tournament trail that they have. 
and uh, they throw on a good show. That was a lot of fun. It was an online uh, event, meaning that uh, there was five other lakes in Ohio that people could fish, uh, most of them central located. And uh, again, for a lot of people, that's hard for you to think, wait a minute, how can you fish in a lot of different lakes and stuff like that? So as a kayak bass fisherman, you got your online uh, series and your online series are basically you going out to a chosen lake and uh, you fishing and submitting your fish online and you're competing against most often people in another lake, another state uh, type of thing. So uh, uh, your actual events, you still submit via the telephone app or the, the smartphone app. Do we even say telephone anymore? Uh, via the uh, app, uh, Attorney X or Attorney X Pro or iAngler or something like that. And uh, you still submit those even though you're there with a whole bunch of other people in that one lake. But your online series, you're usually against other people in other places. So there were five lakes total, I believe, uh, that you could choose from. Um, and most of them in central Ohio, around Columbus, north, east, west of Columbus. And then there's uh, good old um, Cowan Lake. And we went up to Cowan Lake, and it was actually pretty good. All I do is throw crankbaits. I throw probably a thousand of them. Crankbaits. You know, I just keep throwing crankbaits. That's all I do. I can't even stop talking long enough. I just keep throwing crankbaits. Uh, but here is a John Graves kayak fishing uh, experience that hopefully you will learn from. Again, most of these are just my uh, mistakes. Uh, that I make while I'm out there on the tournament trail and uh, mistakes that you can also make if you don't pay attention to me right now. Some tournament trails place those ID codes in different boxes on the identifier templates themselves. Now, if you're just jumping into kayak bass fishing, you probably do know that you have to have a measuring device of some sort. When you get into like the KBF and the Hobie Bass Open Series, the Hook Bass Masters, uh, kayak tournament trail and stuff like that, you're either gonna have to use a catch board or a hog trowel. You can't use anything else. So you know what, if you're getting into the sport, just go out and get you a catch board right now. Bite the bullet, go buy you one. A hog trowel at least you're gonna to have to use one of those things. I did see a lot of hog trowels show up uh, at this uh, Hook Bassmasters uh, kayak tournament uh, series. Uh, I imagine that there's a lot of people that were just jumping in the kayak for the first time. There was a lot of markers being used. If you get that, and this was actually a problem in one of the University of Cincinnati's online bass fishing tournament. When you take a picture, of a fish on a hog trowel and you have not blackened in those lines. I don't know why they don't do it at the factory. If you don't darken in those lines, instead, most often they're white, especially yellow and white doesn't work at all. The judges have a really hard time looking and seeing where those measurements are. So 
you'll have to do that. There was a lot of people with hook fast masters, myself included. Mine had faded. I mean, after you do it three or four times, it looks like, you know, no, I can't say. Stevie Wonder do a better job than I did, my shaky hands. <laughs> it's like, man, it was horrible. So, got to take care of that. Get you a hog trial or get you a catch board. Okay. Just go ahead and do that now. Well, you're going to get an identifier, and you're familiar with that. It's an identifier. Sometimes they allow you to write the identifier in the back of your hand, which I do on every event, especially multi-events. And the reason I do that is in case I lose my identifier, and it will happen. It'll get wet. The wind will blow it. You think that you got it secured. You think that you have a marker on board with you. You think that you got an extra identifier on board with you. And then when it all hits the fan, you find out you don't. What happened to your identifier? Right? You have nothing now. It happens. And it usually happens right after you catch like an 18 and a three quarter inch bass. You lose your identifier. Well, you got it on the back of your hand at least, and most events will allow you to use that. But do yourself a favor, pack a marker and pack a couple extra identifier templates, okay? Now you got that covered. Make sure you got your identifier marked on there correctly. Here's what I mean by correctly, and this is where I ran into trouble this weekend. Lake Cowan doing the Buddy Bass Buckeye Kayak Tournament Trail. Some of those tournament trails out there, because there's getting so many of them, they go for Angler of the Year points. Their members are doing multiple different types. Maybe you're doing a multi-species event. And you can do these concurrent with other events. Most often they do not give out the same codes. Most often in these kayak tournaments, you're always coming up with a new code. There's a lot of them to choose from, so why not? But some of them specifically, the Buckeye Kayak Tournament Trail and others, want you to put those ID codes in certain boxes. I didn't know that. Now I did go back and look online at the rules and I did that before the tournament. I get the general read of the rules. And if you go down, if it was the first time you entered that event, you went down through all the rules there, you'd get a general understanding of what they'd want you to do. But you would not see anywhere where it says you need to put those identifier codes in this particular place. There used to be a time, and again, this year, I've gone, I've done dozens of tournaments. This is the first year that I haven't done, this is my fifth year. It's the first year where I've really trimmed it back. And I've only do, done a few. I've only done a few Buckeye tournaments. In fact, this is where, when I got second place at that tournament, and I also won the raffle for the net, they took the net away because they said I already won too much. <laughs> oh, I got a good run of things going with this tournament trail, that's for sure. So, um, 
Uh, I did not know that. Okay, now I did hear a once famous kayak angler say, angler due diligence. You got the due diligence. You got the personal responsibility to finding out where the codes, what the codes are and all that kind of stuff. Okay, now what I was saying was that back in the old days, and I don't know what they do anymore, but they used to have the identifiers on the Tourney X site. There's even a little box here, it says identifiers. And you go on there and you actually do see one. There was something like VCU5, but it was a little small number up at the top. And I'm like, I don't think that's right. There's probably another one because I have been in enough tournaments to realize that that's not the tournament code. So be careful there, if it's your first tournament. Not too many people talking about this either. And I bet there's people getting burned on it. When you look up, that's not the actual identifier on the Tourney X Pro site. What most are doing now are doing a Facebook, like captain's meeting, especially now going through the whole COVID thing, right? Corona's changing everything. You thought that kayak anglers could like distance themselves in the first place. Now this is even making a... Most of us are doing the virtual captain's meetings via Facebook. The problem one can have though is if there's lines in at six o'clock in the morning and you go to Tourney X Pro site and you see that there's not a code on there or you use the one they got and you don't have Facebook available to you, you don't have that virtual Facebook available. I couldn't get on Facebook on my way up there on the phone for some reason. I was having trouble. I'm sure that's where the identifier was. So once I got there, I asked my teammate what the identifier code was. He told me and I wrote it down on a template. It's not his responsibility to tell me where to write it. I needed to know. It, kind of, it could have been a big help but he, it wasn't his responsibility to pay attention. What I was doing, he had other things to do. It was kayak angler due diligence, so it was my fault. But I, unfortunately, I didn't understand that I had them not written in the top two boxes. Like, one of them needed to be up the top with the uh, alphabetical letters and then down at the bottom with the numerical numbers on the right-hand side and the lower right. It's something like that. I just wrote them next to each other. There's six empty boxes on the template. So pay attention to that. Pay attention to that if you've got those numbers in the right template because that will burn you. And when it, you got, you know, 27, 28 inches of fish, well, no, I had 29 inches of fish on the leaderboard running in 12th place. I filmed pretty good out of, you know, 50, 60 anglers. You know, I'm feeling pretty good, especially at Lake Cowan, you know. But when you find out, right when you feel like you're starting to figure out what's going on with the bike, that your first two fish were disqualified, it's a huge deflator. And so, but, it was good. It was a great day to be out there. Ned Riggin is the calmest I've ever seen Lake Cowan in my life. Normally, you can count, even on a zero wind day here at the ranch, I can always count on seven miles an hour wind more up there. 
If it's 10 here, you're gonna get 17 to 20 up there. Just how it is, but it was just so calm. So calm. So we got some rain coming off the tin roof here at the Rocket Star Ranch. That's what you're hearing. It's not me over there. <laughs> Taking a long one. I am gonna light up this cigar though, if I start coughing. I haven't smoked this cigar in years and this thing's all dry and nasty. I got it from, uh, I don't even know, I think it was a party a long time ago, but I don't even know, an event. Are you supposed to inhale these? My dad used to smoke cigars. I'm not sure why, you know. They would give me a headache though, smelling them. I think if I, and but my family grew up growing tobacco. Whew. I won one of those trick cigars when I was a kid at the Ohio State Fair. I was like eight years old. It was big, like foot long, just green tobacco, right? Wouldn't even cure tobacco, just wet green tobacco. I begged my father to death. Again, this is when an eight-year-old kid could go out and win at some tobacco product at a state fair. I begged my dad to death to let me smoke that. Finally, he just ripped the paper off of it, put it in my mouth, and took his Zippo lighter out. Never forget, his Zippo lighter had the United States Navy on it. Hit that thing a couple times, got it said pop, pop. I popped, popped a couple times, and I puked for the rest of the day. And that right there kept me from smoking anything. Like cigarettes or cigars for the rest of my life. <laughs> but I don't know this. What do you do? What do you do with a cigar, so? I'm thinking about you, Bert, and I'm thinking about your trip down to down to uh, Chickamauga, man. I wish I was going with you. So this cigar is for you, Bert. God, that tastes horrible. I know, Bert, you, you've got to smoke better tasting cigars than this. Can we get together one day? God, it's horrible. <laughs> oh, boy. Can't make this stuff up. I want to cough so bad. It just burns up those little. Oh, that's rough. You really can't. You can't even begin to inhale this. I just had it tried to. Now you can't. I couldn't get past my tonsils. <laughs> no way. Hey, listen. Big shout out going out to everybody that's going to be fishing Chickamauga. Be so safe down there. That's a big lake. Chickamauga is a big mama. But there are fish in there that's just gonna blow your mind. You're gonna find yourself very isolated there. There's a lot of places to choose from. There's a lot of public ramps, so you're not gonna be crowded. Most likely you're gonna fish that huge event and, and see very, very few kayakers. So 
The best, the best of luck to everybody down there. Big shout out to you, Tank Driver. Um, Bert, good luck, buddy. And uh, once again, uh, pay attention to those identifiers, okay? I made that mistake this weekend. I'm taking full responsibility for that. I can guarantee that's not going to happen to me again. And those are the things that you can learn by listening to John Graves Kayak Fishing. Thank you so much for listening and supporting. I really appreciate it. And wear those PFDs, will you? I'll talk to you soon. Oh, my God. I'm going to try it one more time. What's the shelf life on a cigar? Because I think this is like two years old. Maybe four.